0: Okay, let's just roll, shall we? Sound looks okay. Light is blinding. Yep. The garage light might go off. It's on a timer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was when we started. That's wow. Okay. Three, you ready? I'm water. <clears throat> you right? Yeah,
1: I'll be all right, I think, I think Never, so. didn't have water back in the day? No. Well, actually we had coffee, but so we couldn't really use it. It could be, because if you hit it somewhere, it would break a noise. <laughs> The Medics Money podcast
0: helps doctors, dentists and other professionals make better financial decisions. Hosted by myself, Dr. Tommy
1: Perkins, a GP. And by me, Dr. Ed Cantilow, a GP, but also a Chartered Accountant and Chartered Tax Advisor.
0: This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute any form of advice and tax allowances and rates are subject to change. Today's podcast, we are back in my garage surrounded by a surfboard for a table and some bikes. And if you weren't here for episode one, then you might be wondering, why are we recording in a garage? And of course, mate, this is where it all began just over three years ago. Yeah, We started this podcast to two reasons. One, we knew that doctors didn't get any financial education and we could really struggle to make better financial decisions. Doctors were paying too much tax because they didn't know what they could claim tax back on. They were making bad financial decisions because nobody teaches us about money. Even worse, some medical schools and world colleges still, to this day, consider a sales pitch from a restricted financial advisor to be medical education. That is not medical education. That is exploitation of doctors' financial naivety. So we built this podcast so that we could help as many of our colleagues to learn all the financial skills that they need and the second reason we built it was so that we could help if they needed it link them to a independent financial advisor that was vetted by us and actually understood doctors and wasn't a financially trained salesperson. That was three years ago. Incredibly, what started in a garage with just me and you, one microphone and a surfboard for a table has grown and we've just passed 1 million downloads. So first thing to say is a massive thank you to anyone that's shared this with their colleagues, told your friends about it. We're all in this together. We're all struggling under the savage real terms pay cuts. We're all struggling with the new pension regimes. All of our incomes have been frozen or worse. So thank you to anyone that's shared this. I can't
1: believe that we made to a million downloads yeah it's amazing yeah thanks guys it's abs- yeah can't believe it
0: and as a kind of as a kind of way to say thank you we've put our jackets back on it's absolutely freezing in here we have got a surfboard for a table nice little this is my son's surfboard actually nice little foamy soft top nice bit sandy bit what,
1: wet what is a sun surfboard compared to a normal sunboat it's my son's Oh, your sons. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant in the sun is in the the actual sun.
0: If he comes back and sees me doing this with it, we're going to be in trouble. So we better oh, right, get going. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's it. What yeah. we thought today is we would just run through. Apart from saying thank you run through some of our favourite episodes that we think have made the most impact. And hopefully, if you're thinking about sharing our podcast, but you've never shared it, then you could share that episode with someone. If you've never left us a review, reviews help other doctors to find us. So just take one moment of your time to leave reviews, and hopefully we can keep going for another million downloads. In the first month, we had 12 downloads, which was quite a lot. <sighs> yeah, was good. We never thought this would happen. So thank you so much. Let's get in to... Our favourite episodes. Am I going first? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I think the re- the reason I chose the episode, so I've chosen episode 96, which aired on May the 24th, 2022, and it was called Four Things to Do Before the Big 4-0. I think we were quite nervous on the podcast. We'd never done a podcast before for about the first 96 episodes we were really nervous this was the one where we started to talk a bit more freely about our own finances and this the reason I chose this is because this is when people started stopping me in hospital or when I was out and about and saying oh my goodness I listened to your things to do before 40 and I did this and it changed this for me and that was really amazing for us like yeah sure a million dollars is really cool but the most rewarding thing for both of us is to hear how it helps you to improve your finances that's why we did it and the main thing that everyone mentioned to me, can you guess what it, so we talked about four things to do. They were um, get a will in case you die, uh, get some income protection in case you get ill because 40 is pretty old and you need, <laughs> need to get that sorted. You need to think about retirement and something called a lifetime ISA, which was the one thing that everyone just mentioned to me?
1: I'm gonna go for the lifetime ISA.
0: Yeah, everyone's obsessed with it. And in some ways that's great because we've brought something to you that you don't know about, which is Awesome, the lights just gone off in the garage. Do you know what the problem is? Oh, okay. nice. Yeah, the, this isn't the original garage, right? Because I had it rebuilt, and so
1: it's actually nicer than it was before. Still been, I still think it's colder though. It's nicer, but I think it's colder. Yeah, maybe I just don't remember how cold it was before. It wow.
0: doesn't smell of sweaty wetsuits. No, that's true. I haven't yeah. been out surfing for ages because of my hand. Although this board is wet, so the kids <laughs> have been out. I digress. Yeah, lifetime ISAs. Basically, you can save up to £4,000 a year and the government will top that up with £1,000 for free, essentially.
1: Uh, yeah, 25% for free. So if you put in the maximum 4000 they put in 25% or a grand to top it up. Which, you,
0: you know, that is cool. Okay. But that's not the only thing you need to do before you turn 40. I guess that's the one with the hardest deadline. So I literally have people come up to me and being like, is it a scam? Is it real? No, it is real. It's called a lifetime ISA. You you should look at it, but I don't think it should take precedence over the other things that we mentioned in that podcast, which was about income protection. Okay, so if you get ill and you can't work, how are you going to pay your bills? And this is somewhere where we see people have just been subjected to restricted financial advisors here and they find an independent advisor medics money then they send us a message to say oh my goodness you know you saved me so much money why did my medical school recommend that financial advisor to me i don't know medical schools why did you but it could be could be because they get paid maybe could will be allegedly the other thing we talked about was wills okay you need a will and the final thing that we talked about was getting a long-term plan okay so i think we badged it as retirement but it was more like if you manage your money correctly, what can that bring you long-term? And that's probably the most important part of the podcast, my unbiased opinion, but no one mentioned that to me. So have a little look at that.
1: I think you've chosen an episode as well. Yep, yeah, yeah, I have indeed. Uh, just quickly go back to the, the lifetime ice a bit, because as, as Tommy said, it's, it's not the most important part of that podcast, but it's definitely the bit that gets the most attention. If you're under 40, but we would recommend that you definitely set one up. You can even just set one up with like a, just a small amount of money in it, and that will then give you the option, the flexibility to utilize it whenever you, when you need to or want to. Because once you get to you know your fortieth birthday, the second you turn forty, you lo- you've lost that option forever. Okay, so I actually, and this is really bad. I'm full of like uh, not taking my advice. I actually set my my Lyca up on the day I was thirty nine years, three hundred and sixty four days old. I set mine up in a a panic, thinking, I've got to do this. Um, And if I hadn't done that, I'd have just completely lost the option um, forever. So, um, yeah, don't do what I do. Just set one up when you can. Even if you put, like, a very tiny amount in it, uh, then you've got it forever, okay? So just keep in mind. Yeah, great tips, mate. (laughs) I didn't want to get on the weeds on this
0: one, but you've made me, okay? So things which happened to me about this which made me concerned. Number one, somebody came up to me and said, oh, I listened to your Lifetime ISA podcast. It was so amazing, I decided to stop My NHS pension contributions to top up my lifetime ISA, and they were a 40% taxpayer. So we can't give you financial advice on this podcast, but there is almost I can't think of a reason why I would I would always maximise out my NHS pension and then look at other things such as lifetime ISA things like that because effectively you're getting 25% bonus from the lifetime ISA, but as a 40% taxpayer, if you put money in your pension, you're getting a
1: yeah, 40%. Exactly, yeah, 40%, 40% bonus. It might
0: 45%. Exactly. It could even be 60% if you're stuck in that horrible band between 100,000 and and one two five one forty Yeah, sort of. Got the numbers right. Look at that. I've learned something after 180 episodes of sitting next to you, mate. So, yeah, just just try to think about it logically because that makes no logical sense. And the other thing is your lifetime ISA can be used to buy your first property. And we went into detail about that. I'm not going to do it here. But let's just say you're not gonna use it for that and you're gonna use it to fund your retirement. In my opinion, in my opinion, not advice, it doesn't make much sense to hold that in cash because cash is losing value every single day because of inflation. And yeah, interest rates right now are high, but if you look at a chart of cash versus stocks, we've got these charts on our YouTube and on our website. Over the long term, stocks and shares massively outperform cash, okay? so. Just a bit of extra detail there. I think if you're going to hold it for a long time, like I'm going to hold mine for a long, long time. Uh, so for that reason, I, I put it in stocks and shares. But I guess at the minimum, just think about it. But just, just don't forget that the NHS pension is an amazing deal. And yeah, you get like 25% bonus from your lifestyle. But every time you put money in your pension, you're getting a 20, 40 or 45% or even 60% bonus. The light's gone off, you have to jiggle. Like, hey. There you go. Okay. Cool. We went in the weeds there. I was trying to keep it high level, and we just well, got, we love the details, and we know you love the details.
1: Yeah, that's it. And you know, it's important to mention how disorganised I am to make sure that people aren't are also disorganised. But uh, onto my episodes. So you know, the, 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 there are a few that I, I really like. I quite personally quite like the ones that actually summarise like what's going on with the, with the tax system because the government is constantly tinkering, constantly changing things in their water statement, in their budgets and even random times during the year they'll just suddenly announce things. So it can actually be really hard to keep on top of what's going on. And I, I actually find those podcasts quite helpful for myself to kind of refresh what, what is going on. But the episode that I've chosen a little bit of a theme there, but is 175, which I think aired in actually September of this year and we entitled it, if you don't understand this tax, you'll pay too much. Cause it's all about inheritance tax, which has been increasingly in the news recently because it's been labeled the most hated tax in the UK. Now, we're not going to go into the the politics, and I will say that personally, it's not my most hated tax. But there is something that I do. Wait,
0: wait! You can't right. drop that teaser. What uh,
1: is your most hated tax? Stamp duty land tax. Agreed. I find, I find it really irritating that you buy a house and you pay stamp duty. Like, it just makes no sense to me whatsoever. And it's from like the, what like the 1300s or something like that. It's just like a rid- ridiculous tax. That's anyway. That's that's my personal point of view. Um, stamp duty land tax is is awful. Inheritance tax, I you know, whatever my view is on, on it, I do have one thing I do definitely hate about it, which is that the general consensus is that it's really people in the middle, middle incomes that actually pay the thing. So, quite rightly, the poorest people in society don't pay any, any inheritance tax, as, has, as, has, as it should be, um, but the, the richest people don't really seem to pay much inheritance tax either, because they legally find ways to avoid paying that tax, or legit, um, but if you don't know how to do that if you don't know what you don't know you know you could easily overpay inheritance tax and your estate can end up with quite a large inheritance tax liability that your loved ones don't have to pay so it's worth knowing about it because if your estate is over £325,000 which given property prices and and so on it could easily be um you know you might want to think about listening to that podcast and trying to work out what you can do forward planning to reduce your the value of your estate and therefore the inheritance tax liabilities. So, are you using your three thousand pounds annual exemption every year? Are you utilising the other exemptions that you can get in terms of charities or or certain gifts that you can give? And of course, you know one thing that a lot of people like doing at the richest elements is is using paying regular gifts to people to help pay expenses because if that comes out of a, you know regular it's a regular expenditure out of normal income. Um, then that can actually be a really tax efficient way of giving money to your your loved ones, uh, and there would not be any inheritance tax consequences. So it's well well worth knowing all about that. Also in that, I don't wish to you know get too sort of morbid and stuff, but we did talk about something really important in that podcast, which is that for those healthcare professionals that sadly died in the COVID nineteen pandemic, and I think it's estimated that over eight hundred of them did, there is a one hundred percent exemption. From inheritance tax for those people, so a really important exemption that not many people know about. the 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 uptake of that exemption is is apparently incredibly low. People just don't know about it, but that could be a serious help to the loved ones of those people that sadly died in the pandemic. So really important to 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 note. Uh, you know, if any, if you know of anyone that's affected, you know, make sure that they're they're aware of that because you've got four years to get the money back off HMRC if you have paid paid the inheritance tax. And of course, you know, it kind of links back to. The previous podcast that we talked about about getting a will if you don't have a will then the very antiquated and complicated interstate rules apply and your assets may not go where you want them to go it's quite an interesting little chain chain of where assets go I think you know at the, very, at the very bottom of the chain if there's literally no one else to give it to then the, then the king will get all, all your money uh, and your cats as well and your chattels including your, your pets like my cats so again really important to think about getting that will, and think about all these things that you might be able to do to minimise your your, your liabilities, and that's what we what that's what we here to do really. I mean, it's funny we're here to empower you guys to understand these these taxes, what you're paying, why you're paying them, and if there are any ways to legitimately and legally reduce your liability, then we're going to give you that knowledge where we can.
0: Yeah amazing this is also going out on youtube so the comments drive the algorithm if you haven't followed us on youtube check it out uh, but let us know in the comments what is your most hated tax your yours you've you said yours the other thing to say is that's why we love this podcast because that bit about covid exemption inheritance tax that is geeky high level knowledge i love that we dispense that knowledge at the time which was a terrible time. We did some work with the Healthcare Workers Foundation, and we just helped anyone affected pro bono to sort out their finances. Again, that was some of the most rewarding work for me personally doing and people in a terrible situation. So that was great. I'm freezing.
1: My hands are going blue. I've thought of taking my hands out of my pockets the entire time, but pretty much I'm amazed your hands are you know your hands are out in this environment this harsh environment so
0: thank you so much for the support over the last couple of years to get us to a million downloads if you haven't followed us on youtube subscribed left a review click the like button just do it now it helps other healthcare professionals not just doctors there goes the lights again (laughs) It helps everybody to learn. And we know, we know that there's so many non-doctors listening to this and we are working on something for you right now. In the interim, we have a tax guide for nurses. MedicsMoney.co.uk forward slash nurses. The nurses need help. The physios need help. We're coming to help you. And with everyone's support, we can do that. So thank you so much for listening. Let's get back to our lovely podcast studio and
1: out of this cold Horrible garage. I can't can't feel my feet. So uh, yeah, thanks guys. Um, See see you on the
0: next podcast. podcast. Thanks for watching and listening. Yeah, that
1: was great. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. How do we?